Brought to you by the WZIP Sports Team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the Steelers. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. What is going on, everybody? You read the title. You know what this is. It's another episode of SPT Overtime Fantasy Football Edition. My name is Matt Permuga. I am the host of the fantasy football segments here at SPTOT, and I'm joined by my good friend, the man that brought me on here, Alex Henry. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Guys, we got a good show for you today. It's going to be a quick, rapid fire. We're going to talk about quarterbacks, tight ends, good old receivers and running backs, as well as WZIP's very own league. So stick around. We're just going to be just some bros being dudes talking some fantasy talking about football. fantasy football, yes, baby. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> Who would... Uh, you wouldn't want it any other way, would you? No. No, exactly. And, you know, quarter season review, we're going to try to do about, you know, one of these every four or five weeks. Just stay up with it. We're recording this right before the Broncos-Colts Thursday night football game to kick off week five. When this comes out, you guys will probably be before the Monday night game, so you'll know most of these week five outcomes. We do not know. We don't know any of the potential injuries that are coming out. So just keep that in mind if we have a take that ages like milk. It's because it's, thir- it's because it's Thursday. Yes. Well, let's get right into it, Alex. We're going to talk about WZIP's very own league. Mm-hmm. And have you seen the standings as of late? <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at them, and I hope that we're all listening in WZIP. You guys are not good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I know you guys, obviously, this is an audio podcast. You cannot see the standings. All right, so in the Western Conference, where Alex and I are, we are both – 4-0 on the season. Somehow. Somehow we are both 4-0. I mean, we're the ones that do the fantasy shows, and we should be good at this. Makes sense. but It does make we've sense. Got a, we've both got a lot of lucky wins. Oh, very much lie. so. Very much so. All right, so Alex and I are 1-2 in the West, followed by Logan Buchanan, who sits 2-2. Two two. Uh, Pat Weber is at 1-3, and, and so is Emily Lane at 1-3 as well. Now we go to the East, where the first – Four teams out of five are all two and two. It is, it's a slugfest. Everyone there is average. And then there's Marcus, who is 0 and 4. <laughs> you know, every, I, I laugh when I look at it every single time. Every single time. The crazy thing is, the two and two, uh, currently, Jake Murren sits atop of that by points scored. He'd be the number two seed in the playoff bracket. Yeah, you know, Jake's up there, and if you look at ESPN's projected, which matters so much. Exactly, very much so. Uh, It's like the Bible of fantasy football. Yeah. Don't even get me started on Watson trades, too. Right. Uh, But if you look at it, Jake is actually second, and he's stayed there since draft day. Oh, no, he is. And if you go by points scored, Jake is actually second in the league. Uh, As far as points scored goes, I lead the league with 575 points scored. Jake follows me at a close 562, but I'm 4-0. Yeah. And he's 2-2. Two and two. It's crazy how that goes. Logan Congrove's team, another 2-2 two and two team, third in scoring at 541. And Alex, you round out the top four at 515. Everyone else is below that. Yeah, you know, not all of these 2-2 two and two teams, even though it is funny looking at it record-wise, 
there's been plenty of weeks where they lose a game that they scored way more points than people that won, aka me and you. Yeah. <laughs> in in the league, but at the end of the day, it's about putting out the right guys. Exactly. Like, and my team's been really hot or cold. Like, I haven't followed yours much. So week one, I beat Marcus, who was 0-4 by seven. Mm. Week two, I drop 150, win by 15. Week four, <laughs> I drop 100. And, no, week three, I drop 196. <laughs> and then last week, I beat Emily, who's 1-3 by about 12. So, like... There's some close matchups for me, and there's, like, a good amount of parity in this league. As for me, I've gotten some pretty dominant wins, Matt. L- luckily, I've gotten some nice dominant wins, but there's still been times where I, like, I barely outscored some of the other people who lost. Yeah. So, it's pretty interesting. Something that I think is funny is, you know, Pat took Najee with the number one pick. Yeah. And his... <laughs> We won't get into Najee too much right now, but his record reflects that statement. Yeah, I remember what you told me. I think it was off air after that. You said something along the lines of, like, people are going to tune out after <laughs> yeah. the first pick because Pat took Najee number one. They're like, these kids aren't going to know what they're doing. Why won't I listen to this? It goes to show he's one in three. And if you look at the two people who had the auto-draft, they're at the bottom of their divisions as well. You look at Emily, she's 1-3, and three, and you look at Marcus, he's 0-4, he's which Marcus actually in the projections was literally projected higher than me. Well, because ESPN got to do it for him. That's I, true. And I remember also on draft night, I, me and Dan Groen were sharing a microphone, and I look over at Dan, I'm like, dude, Emily's team's good yeah she, i remember you I'm texting like, me that like, during oh the my draft. god like she's gonna she's gonna win the league on auto draft and you know yeah look it, at look look how much you know from like labor day weekend to now it's crazy how much this this stuff changes no it, it is crazy but projection wise you've stayed at top since draft day jake stayed at number two since draft day and number three emily who's yeah. literally one and three has stayed at three, whereas well, me, who's four and zero, oh, look on I, draft day I Alex, was projected tenth. I'm just saying, because everyone's two and two, half of the league is actually two and two, which means the two one and three teams are still one game out of a playoff spot. Yeah, like they're still one game back. It's crazy. No, that's a great point. And overall, just looking at our league, I wouldn't as much as I do want to say this is how it stays for a while. Yeah. I think even after this Sunday, well, let's talk about this, Matt. After this Sunday, things will change because the two undefeated players, one of us will be losing our zero Monday night. What if we both tie? Like, it's like it goes down to, like, is like the, like the 100th of a point. It's, like, 125.08 to, like, 125.08. That'd be, that'd be, that would be pretty funny. That would be hysterical. I think that would need its own post on the WZIP Twitter page. No, I think so, too. But me and Matt are playing each other this week in fantasy, the two undefeated teams. So things are obviously going to change in terms of how the league looks. But even these two-and-two two teams, I can see – in the East, one of them is going to have to come out at number one, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that will happen. I don't know who. As much as Jake, I'd love to give it to you and say that you're the clear, clear one. I don't know if that is going to be you yet, just looking at your guys' teams. But other than that, despite how these numbers look, these win-loss records, 
I would say that our league is pretty even talent-wise. Oh, very much so. And just for some context on Jake's team, because you alluded to that, uh, his big three or four guys, Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, and TJ Hawkinson. So he's yeah. got a pretty good core. He can yeah. score. As you as you saw, he's second in league scoring. He he's very His team's very scary. No, 100%. His team is really, really good. And I dogged him for that Saquon pick. Yeah, we'll get into that later. We don't want to spoil yeah, well, the whole yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a bunch of surprise guys. But let's get back to our matchup here specifically. Mm. You want to give me like a couple of your key players in this matchup? I know your team's kind of bit by the injury bug right now. Yeah, I you know, DeAndre Swift was one of my guys out. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell out. Yeah. So that's two big wide or two big running backs that are out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh one of my key players is going to be Terry McLaurin. Terry has put up great points yeah. and he's put up bad points and I know that I ride with him a lot and if you are a Terry McLaurin holder in fantasy, hold on to him. If you can keep him on your bench, I would recommend putting him on the bench right now. For me, it's either Tyler Boyd or Hunter Renfro or Marvin Jones Jr., which aren't necessarily bad when comparing him to Terry, but I play fantasy in terms of who's going to give me the most boom. I take yep. the risk every Sunday, and I think over those three guys I just mentioned, Terry has a better shot of getting me more points. So Terry's going to be a big player for me, as well as Chris Olave, who's at my flex right now. I He had a great game last week. I'd love another great week out of him. Uh Austin Eckler, people are starting to starting to look down on Austin Eckler. Um, that's just mm-hmm. kind of how fantasy happens. They yeah. have one game that they don't get 20 points, and everybody like, – Oh, he's bad. Yep, better drop him. We'll sell him now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I think Austin will be pretty important. But I, I can expect good from Joe Burrow. Yeah. He gave me one bad week, week one, and that was it. And it wasn't even bad uh, point-wise. I'm happy with A.J. Brown. I'm happy with Dallas. Niners defense and Dustin Hopkins, I know they're going to give me what they give me every week. Well, yeah, so when I was doing the outline for this, I was projected to win right around 11 or 12 points, but uh, since making this outline, Michael Thomas's playing status has shifted drastically. Yeah. So I now, after I plug in most likely A.J. Dillon into my starting lineup, I'm only going to be favored by about 10 this time, so it tightens it up a little bit. Uh, my running backs are Christian McCaffrey and Miles Sanders, who both of those guys are very hit or miss. Right. You know, McCaffrey, you never know when he's going to get injured, and Baker Mayfield throwing him the football, so we know how we all know how that's going to go. Miles Sanders, very boomer bust. I think, 100%. Oh, yeah. No, he had a couple good Is games. Is he at your flex on. or RB2? RB2. Mm. Yeah. And then my wide receiving core, they're both questionable. Uh, Jalen Waddell and CeeDee Lamb. Interesting. I got the always reliable Mark Andrews, and I also have Lamar Jackson, a quarterback. Forgot to mention that. So I got the two Ravens there. It's a nice stack. Packers defense against Danny Dimes. So that's that's fine, and Evan McPherson is my kicker. So it'll be it'll it'll be a closer matchup than I think ESPN's given us credit for. I think so too. And you, you want to talk about projected wins? Every week I've been projected to lose, and I'm four now, which I think is oh. pretty funny. Oh, now you're gonna win for sure. Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Knock on wood. I uh, that does make me a little nervous uh, saying that out loud. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is gonna be a close match because, like I've said a couple times. Me and Matt don't necessarily have the greatest teams. We have a lot, and I mean, mm-hmm. this is what it comes. People who win fantasy have a lot of guys that are just boom or bust on yeah. their team, and that is no. me and Matt. Watch us be the lowest scoring matchup of the week. Too. Like, <laughs> yeah. like our final score is like 101 to 98. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's really this matchup between Matt and I is going to come down to whose guys that usually play decent 
<laughs> play really good this week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who's going to be that one like wide receiver two that like scores yeah. the touchdown? Like, exactly. One of, one of their six on the year. Yeah. Exactly. I I a hundred percent agree, and I'm I'm looking forward to this matchup. Oh, me too. I think that covers our WZIP league pretty well. Let's actually get into just some player overviews by position groups, so we can you know generalize more with you, the listeners. Let's do it. We're gonna talk about running backs first. Uh, and in case you haven't been paying attention, running backs this year have kind of just stunk. Mm-hmm. I think very, very bust, a lot of bust running backs in this draft. Uh, so, Alex, by chance, do you remember any of uh, the top-rated running backs during this preseason rankings? No. Okay, Christian well, McCaffrey. Well, he, he is on, <laughs> he's, he's on the list. He's up there. But, uh, this is as far as... And then as what's that other guy's name that... Uh, What's that guy's name? I think it starts with a J. Jonathan he Taylor. He was supposed to be really, really yeah. good. I can't even remember yeah. him. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I took him in one of my leagues, and that's the one league I am in last place in. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So this is uh, ESPN's running back rankings and PPR leagues as of uh, Labor Day weekend. This, is, this was their top ten. Okay, so recent. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, wow. Derrick Henry, Najee Harris at five, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, and Leonard Fournette were their top ten running backs. Do you want me to read you the top nine running backs? I chose the top nine because there is a big drop-off in points by about three points per game between nine and ten. Yeah. Do you want to hear? All right. Here is your top nine running backs and their point averages so far this season. At number one, Saquon Barkley, 21.5 points per game in PPR leagues. Number two, Nick Chubb, 21.4 points per game. Neither of these guys were in ESPN's top 10. No, I don't think either of them were in mine. No. no. And then here's third, Austin Eckler. All right, ESPN has one right mm-hmm. at uh, 19.4 points per game. Clyde Edwards Alaire is number four with 18.9 points per game. Yeah, he wasn't even in their, in their top 20. At number five, Christian McCaffrey at 17.9. Makes sense. So now they have two. Jamal Williams, who is you know DeAndre Swift's handcuff, he's averaging 17.9 points per game in fantasy. What they ranked his starter top ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they the guy. Uh, and then after that, Josh Jacobs, wow. 16.6 points per game. This is crazy. Derrick Henry is number eight, 16.4 points per game, and. Number nine, Miles Sanders, 16.2 points per game. Only three of the players, only the three running backs in the preseason top 10 are there now. That's crazy. Which means the guys 11 through 25, Mm -hmm. like your third round picks, are now winning you the league, which is absolutely insane. And yes, Matt, those are the top nine guys. But in reality, out of those top nine, which most people are in a 10-man league, yeah. How many of those nine do you really even really want at your RB1? Exactly. Like the top five? And that's kind of it? Because after even like the top four, those are all solid RB1s as of right now because you need to have them. Mm -hmm. But statistically and historically, the numbers that they're putting up aren't those RB1 numbers that you want out of your top nine running backs. (laughs) Exactly. It's, It's insane. And guys that were ranked so highly, Jonathan Taylor is 22nd in running back scoring, 12.5 points per game. Dalvin Cook, 11.4. Yeah. Like, I think something to really talk about, and I just, I'm going to drive this, this point 
in the ground because, yeah. like, I think it's such an important point. And I said in our last podcast, the reason that you draft a running back in the first round is because they are, like, your your guys that get you points are yeah. your, your running backs, your wide receivers, and your quarterbacks. And in that order, that's who's getting you your points, right? Yep. And that running back, wide receivers, interchangeable on the year. Mm-hmm. But you draft the positions that get you your points that have the least amount of depth. Yeah. That is why you pick a running back. Yeah, Not because I'm crazy about you have to get Christian McCaffrey over right, right. over whatever wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It's because if you have a later round pick in that first round, you are most likely not going to get one of these top tier running backs. Oh, no, and you you hit the nail on the head right there. I think I remember in my fantasy league pretty much I'd explain that to my nephew and my sister where it's like, yeah, your quarterbacks are probably going to score the most on your team each week. But the drop-off between, you know, running back 6 and running back 10 mm-hmm. is much more significant than the drop from quarterback 6 to quarterback 15. Yeah, and I, when I started playing fantasy in about middle school, it was I would say it was more 50-50 on, you know, wide receivers were like 50% and running backs were like 50% in the first round because the depth was pretty even. So it's not like every year you have to draft a running back. Mm-hmm. It really just depends on what is there. Right. And the past three years of fantasy football have been very obvious that you got to take a running back. I know. Life. And this, like, in the preseason rankings, this running back class looked really strong. Yeah, they did. It looked strong, and now it's just well, it's with, gone. You know <laughs> what? With that being said, I'm saying take a running back early, take a running back early. But all the guys that I would have told you to take – it was pretty much a, a coin toss on if they were even going to make it in the top 10 week four. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly, yeah. So you really got to do your research overall, but there's some things that you can't research. You can't – I mean, Matt, I'll just get into it right now, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk about sell. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can let's, I talk let's, about sell? Yeah, so we're going to do a buy or sell segment on players each round. We're going to uh, – we're doing it for running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks. Alex, you want to give us your running back sell or sell? I mean, sells? Najee Harris. This is a guy. You mean, you mean the WCIP <laughs> draft <laughs> number one, one overall dra- pick? Yes, and I have him in one of my leagues, oh mind boy. you. I ha- I did pick Najee, and I've always told myself I don't draft Steelers, but it was just the best value at the time. Guys, Najee Harris, it, he's one of these guys that in his offense right now, he's not going to give you anything. Yes, nope. he's he's going to get carries, of course, but he's not scoring, and the reason that Najee Harris was a valuable running back is because he was catching passes. Oh, yeah. no, He's go- not going to catch any passes from Kenny Pickett. To go off of that, on the season, he has 10 total receptions for four games, mm. and he's, at, he's running back 26 with 11.2 points per game. It's ridiculous. And, yeah. you know, I, I, go, I go Najee. Um, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is there. There's Cam Akers that are there is there as well, which I also had Cam in another league. Yeah. But I mean, I think Najee was like my biggest like surprise because Jonathan Taylor played so good last year that it was yeah. like eighteen hundred yards. I don't know if I expected him to do that again. I no. know that he played good enough that I wanted I, to take him with the first like, pick. I didn't expect like eighteen hundred yards, but I'm like, he could at least get twelve hundred. Exactly. Like, You're fine. No, he's not gonna do that. No, now he's out this week with an ankle injury, so Yep. That's pretty. Inter- that's pretty sad, honestly, for the Jonathan Taylors. Because I yeah. know if I would have had a first pick in any of my drafts, that's it, who I was taking. It would have been him. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I'll get into my sell, and then we'll go back to you on your buys. Oh, go ahead. All right. So my sell. This might surprise you. It's going to be Melvin Gordon. 
No. So this is right. This is uh, right after Javante Williams. It came out. He tore his ACL. He's out for the season, leaving Melvin Gordon and Alex Boone as the two <laughs> ball carriers in Denver. Melvin Gordon has a really, really tough schedule coming up in the next six to eight weeks. Not looking too favorable. A lot of stout run defenses. He has a fumbling issue too. He's averaged more than four yards per ga- uh, four yards per carry in only one game this season, and that was Week One. He's like I already alluded to fumbling issues and Denver's offense is a complete mess. It's a it their is whole a, team. Yeah, it is. It is an absolute. And it's sad. It's a cl- I wanted to see him do good. It's a cluster. It's a cluster. You know what in Denver. <laughs> yeah. So get rid of your Broncos. Yeah. That's Melvin Gordon's my style. Alex, who is your running back to buy? Dalvin cook going into week four. A lot of people are like, man, Dalvin cook played bad, man. He didn't score me a touchdown. And I was kind of making a joke about that earlier, Mm-hmm. But, guys, Dalvin Cook still gets 85% of the touches on his yep. team, and he is averaging around a touchdown a game. So, Dalvin Cook is that guy still, and I wouldn't just go crazy and pull the trigger and drop him. If you're worried, try to maybe put him at the flex or the bench, but I would start him. I think he's going to continue to do good, and that is why he's my buy running back. All right. My by running back, I think this guy has probably been gaslit a little bit early on in the season, but the hype around him has since died down, and that's Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans. Great. He's been the sole starter for the past two games this season for Houston, and in those games, his first game as a starter, he scored 18 points, and that was without finding the end zone. And last week against the Chargers, he put up 26, uh, 26.5, I believe. So Damian Pierce, running back one in Houston. That's great. Buy him before you know he ascends to the top of the ranking sheets. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, Matt. Well, uh, we talked about a position that was probably the biggest flop of the season, but let's talk about the wide receivers because this year has been the year of the wide receiver right 100%. now. 100%. Absolutely insane like how chaotic these guys have been in terms of production. So same thing again. I'm going to read you. The preseason rankings for the uh, top 10 to 15 wide receivers, what would you like, 10 or 15? Give me 10. 10? Top 10 wide receivers in from this year. Uh, this was, again, from the lab- ESPN's Labor Day rankings. Wide receivers went Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and T. Higgins. So, I mean, yeah, so would you like me to read you that the actual top 10 wide receivers? Yeah, go ahead. This one's going to actually be a lot more consistent, but there's still going to be a couple surprises in there. Wide receiver one so far this year with 26.5 points per game, Cooper Cup. Wide receiver two with averaging 23.9, Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Tyree Kill with Tua Tagovailoa as uh, wide receiver three, 22.8 a game. Justin Jefferson. 21.4 points per game. Jalen Waddell, another Dolphin receiver. Two top five wide receivers on the same offense. 21, oh, sorry, 19.7 points per game. Number six, probably the first and biggest surprise on this list, Marquise Brown mm, in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, 18.9 points per game. Number seven, another huge surprise, Amon Ross St. Brown yeah, on a, the Lions. Now, surprise. he's averaging 24.3 points per game, but he's missed a game, so that's why his uh, rankings are lower even though he's got more points overall. Uh, Devontae Adams at number eight, you know, another safe bet. He's mm-hmm. averaging 18.2. A.J. Brown at nine with 17.8. And Christian Kirk is your final surprise with 17.7 points per game. So, you know, the wide receivers, 
has been actually pretty consistent. You know, what are, what are your takes on that? Yeah, I love the wide receiver position in fantasy this year. I think that it was – if you drafted right, you should have one of these guys, if not maybe two, on your team. Because these there's a lot of guys – majority of the guys were guys that were projected to be in the top ten. Yeah. The order is a little – different Skewed, yeah but it's the same dudes and then there's a few guys that snuck in there but you could have kind of expected them oh yeah to sneak in there like you're like marquise browns your amon Ra, your christian kirks yes. you know, those guys were like mid-round picks too those are like four or five guys yeah like round four or five guys so. and it you know it goes to go on my point i was saying earlier there's a lot of depth at wide receiver oh yeah it I mean, Phenomenal. If you're, you said number 10 averaged 17 points. Number 10 is Christian Kirk. He's averaging 17.7. Number 11 is Cortland Sutton, and he's averaging 16.2. I've always said your wide receiver should get you over 15 points. And that's, the, so, that's the floor. But I've always said your wide receivers, both of them, should at least try to get you over 15. Yeah, so your first wide receiver that's not averaging more than 15 points per game is Garrett Wilson, and he's wide receiver 19. Exactly. So your top... Like your top 18 wide receivers are 15-plus point guys. Right. And, you know, if you're in a 10-man league, you should have one, if not two, two. of them. Yeah. yeah. Heck, you might have three, and you get to keep one on your bench just to hide them from everybody else. Or your flex. Yeah, or your flex. But I, I really love the wide receiver position right now. Looking at some of the names, Tyreek Hill, not necessarily that I thought he was going to be a bust, right. but I really – didn't think he would be as good as he has. Oh, that been. was a big concern for a lot of people. Yeah. I remember there was a big narrative: can you know, two attack of Iloa support two top ten fantasy wide receivers on the same? Not offense? anymore. What? Can okay. <laughs> well, sorry, okay. Tua holders. Okay, that got dark. <laughs> sorry to the oh, Tua holders. Just, okay, okay, but yeah, no, Miami's been able <laughs> yeah. to support. Two top five wide receivers on the same offense. So it's kind of like it's it, again, it's insane to see the production levels on these teams. No, hundred percent. Devontae Adams makes me really happy as well, and I expected it. I don't have Devontae Adams in any of my leagues. Yeah, but you're a Raider fan. He, I, he is. I'm a Raider fan, and he's a dog. And I, I knew he was a dog on Green Bay, mm-hmm. and he here he is in Vegas, and he's still putting up good numbers. Cooper Cup. I want to apologize to the Cooper Cup holders. Where. I, by the way, I said he's the guy. He is the guy. Yeah. But in a lot of small talk conversation, I said uh, Cooper Cup won't be as good as he was last right. year. Well, he's proven me wrong. I remember like the big narrative, and it was in one of my other fantasy leagues. It was uh, like after like week one. I think my like one of my friends was like, "Oh, Justin Jefferson's this year's Cooper Cup," and uh, my buddy Nate's like. Cooper Cup is this year's Cooper Cup. Like, yeah. you know, he is the unanimous wide receiver one in fantasy football, and it looks like he's going to be that for a while. Yeah, and your Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase guys, uh, the people that were able to get a hold on them, they're probably smiling pretty happy too. They got two good wide receivers. Overall, I don't know who's actually going to end up being better because Kirk oh, yeah. Cousins we're only is playing a, we're like only he's a quarter to get of the, a Super Bowl. We're only so, a quarter of the way through the year. I mean, these yeah. are bound to change. So this yeah. is just your, you know, first – four-week update, so. A hundred percent. You want to get into a uh, buy-sell? I would love to. Would you like to go first? Yeah, so on my buy, I got I got two guys. Uh, Randall Moore is one of them right now mm-hmm. that I think is a good guy to go out and try to grab. But one guy that I did draft in another league, I drafted him with my last pick. Yeah. Isaiah McKenzie um, of the Buffalo Bills, man. Very he, good flex option. He's been playing good, and I, I, I did expect this. I did draft him. 
Uh, I didn't really know the research I did about him when we did ours, and that's because I hadn't watched preseason. Yeah. Um, but they are really using him well uh, on that team, and he is there. I guarantee mm-hmm. you that nobody else in your league probably picked up Isaiah McKenzie, so you're not going to have to trade for him. Go try to grab him if you can. Gotcha. Well, my buy is going to be – this might be a bit of like a – safer pick but I think this guy outperformed a lot of our expectations especially given his quarterback situation and that's Amari Cooper Mm -hmm. you know so he's had uh, you know two booms two busts this season he has uh, two 100 yard games with a touchdown and he's got two games where he's in single digits the fact that he's even been able to have those 100 yard games with Jacoby Brissett (laughs) should give you a lot of upside and every season Deshaun Watson has played in the NFL, he has produced a wide receiver one through at least a portion of the season. Yep. You're going to get the Sean Watson back for the last six games, which means if history is going to repeat itself, Amari Cooper will be a top five fantasy wide receiver those final six games of the season. So buy him now while his stock is still low. Yeah, I agree. I think that's great. For my sell. Okay. I'm beating up on the Steelers today, Matt. Oh, even with Pickett. All right. Not intentionally. I love it. It's okay. Deontay Johnson, guys. Yeah. Sell him. He he is in a rough situation right now. He's not performing good, and now's the best time to try to get rid of him. I don't even know if I want to keep him on my bench. I, I genuinely really think that try, bad. I would say go try to get somebody else if you can. Because name value, you might be able to get away with the trade where you win. Yeah. All right, so I have two sells. I have a sell for good reason, and I have a sell for bad reason. Which one would you like to hear first? Uh, give me the bad first. The bad sell. It's going to be Jamar Chase. I know this was this was my like my friend Logan Congrove. This was his first-round pick. He said he's getting another 1,400. He said this is going to be uh, Jamar Chase's offensive rookie of the year season. Um, well, he's currently being outperformed by T. Higgins, who was an average ADP of the fourth round. Jamar Chase is currently the wide receiver 14. Not terrible, but not worthy of a first-round pick where people were taking him, expecting him to be just a top-10 player overall. So, you know, Jamar Chase still has the name recognition. If you want to hold on to him for another week just to see how uh, – because the Bengals have been so spotty. They have. If, you, if he has another you know dud performance this week against Baltimore, why not try to sell him high while he still has the name recognition and people are still high on the Bengals' run last year? Yeah, that was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie, Matt. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can get rid of Jamar. Are you, are you saying get rid of him in terms of a trade or just? Well, that's what sell me. Yeah, that's what yeah, sell me. You sell him off. Yeah. Because you, 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 you could get a haul for Jamar Chase still. Yeah, you probably can. All right. And so this guy. If you needed, if you, if you had some wide receivers, I would say as a, a little middleman here, if you got some wide receivers you can start for a while and you need a running back, quarterback, oh, tight yeah. end. Running backs are such a hot commodity. Maybe, maybe try to get rid of Jamar. Yeah. Maybe. That's the only exception for but me. Yeah, uh, but my my good sell would be Marquise Brown. Mm. Like his I performance, agree with that. he's top he's top ten in fantasy wide receivers. We just went over that right now. Yeah. But DeAndre Hopkins is coming back from his suspension in two weeks. Yep. His targets are about to plummet. Drop. About to plummet. He's going to go from a guy averaging what sixteen or seventeen, mm-hmm. probably eleven, twelve if you're lucky. So Marquise Brown, while he's still a top ten receiver, because his production's bound to you know, bound to go down. Might as well take some talent off of your buddy, mm-hmm. and let him tank for your buddy, and you right off in the sunset with a great draft haul. Well, no, and I can't I can't agree with you more, Matt. I mean, when I talk about Brown, this is a guy that I said in our podcast, he's gonna be great. 
for the first five weeks. Oh, yeah. I said that in, yeah. the, in the podcast. I said, this is a guy you want because he's going to be great. But afterwards, I'm not sure. So, mm-hmm. his, I mean, obviously, his targets are going to drop. But in terms of fantasy, you know, it's not always the targets. Sometimes these are your, your long ball guys that get your touchdowns and right. lots of yards, and they still get targets. I don't think that's Marquise Brown. No, no, I would agree with you on that. So I agree with you, Matt. Definitely sell Brown. All right, and now we're gonna get we're gonna lump in these two position groups together here. We're gonna go into quarterbacks first. We're gonna do our quarterback rankings, our quarterback buy and sell, and then we're just gonna talk tight ends because they're so spotty, mm-hmm. so inconsistent. But let's get right into quarterbacks. All right, do you want to do the preseason rankings, or do you just want to do the? Just get into it. We'll just do the top twelve quarterbacks right now. Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, just a moment. I, sorry, I had wide receivers still pulled up. Top quarterbacks as of right now, uh, Lamar Jackson's number one. 28 points a game. Josh Allen at two, 27 a game. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes both averaging 25 a game. At number five, Jared Goff, 22.2 points per game. Number five and six, both averaging 20.5 points per game are Kyler uh, Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert. Eight is Joe Burrow with 19.5. Number nine, Geno Smith, Mm. 18.5 points per game. crazy. Carson Wentz at 10, 17.9 points per game. And then uh, at 11 and 12, Russell Wilson and Tua Tugavailoa, both averaging 16.4. Matt, remind me what year it is again. This is 2022, Alex. And you said Geno Smith is in the top 10? Geno Smith and Jared Goff are top 10. Carson Wentz in there too, top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. No, this is... it's awesome. Honestly, I think it's, it's chaotic. Awesome. Yeah, it is. So pre- chaotic. It is pretty crazy, though, to see some names like that popping up. Obviously, they're still your names that you expected to be there. But overall, a lot of names I didn't expect. If you put a gun to my head and you said predict the top, predict five of the top ten fantasy quarterbacks by week five. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, I, I, I would be dead. Yeah. Because who yeah. picked Carson Wentz? Geno Smith and Jared Goff. No one. At least in the, no at least one. no one in their right mind would. I, mean, <laughs> no. I don't. I, oh my gosh, it's insane. But yeah, that's uh, quarterback rankings. Just like everything else, it's insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Let's get into our buy and sell for quarterbacks real quick. So who is your quarterback to buy? Jared Goff. Look, yes. I don't know what they put in the water in Michigan. Oh, whatever. Oh, no. Whatever it is, is, Jared Goff has finally started drinking it because he is falling in that Detroit offense, Matt. I knew – listen, I am a Jared Goff fan. I should say this first off. I've always had – I've always – ever since his second-year season in the NFL, I I thought this is a guy who can be a franchise quarterback. He, he had some off years, but I think things are finally starting to click with him in this offense. And overall, just Detroit as a team is just really blowing me away here. So I would go Jared Goff and also another guy that I expected to have a good season, Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's really doing good. Yeah, he's old, whatever. It's fine, but it, it works for him. The offense that he is in just works for him, and he's able to perform well there. So I would I'd be okay with uh, a Matt Ryan, too. I also, Derek Carr fans, just real yeah. quick, he's playing all right, okay? Mm-hmm. So I think he's okay to buy if you need a quarterback right now. I expect him to be getting more points as well. Fair enough. So my buy, I just I just have Jared Goff. 
Jared Goff. Because, you know, ever, as everyone predicted, the Lions would have the highest scoring offense through four weeks. They would, have, <laughs> they would have two running backs in the top 15 in fantasy scoring. They would have a top seven wide receiver in fantasy scoring. And they'd have a top three tight end, just like everyone predicted. Oh, yeah. Just like everyone predicted. Pretty sure Jeff the, said that, actually. <laughs> the Detroit Lions are literally playing Madden. But, yeah. Yeah. Jared Goff is leading the highest scoring offense, but the Lions have absolutely zero defensive talent on that roster. No, it's awful. It so they're one. Him. So they're one. In, <laughs> so they're one in three. So it's a, it's the perfect combination of a phenomenal supporting cast on offense and wet paper on defense. Literally, I mean, like Jared, Goff, I could see maybe not like keeping up where he's at. Maybe not not Detroit scoring like thirty seven plus every game, right. but like. Jared Goff hanging around like the top twelve fantasy quarterbacks. The rest I see of the year. that. I see that. Would not surprise me. I'll make whatsoever. that prediction right now. Would not. Would not, would not surprise me whatsoever. But let's get on to quarterback sells. Aaron Rodgers, guys. If you still have Aaron Rodgers on your team, what are you doing? Do you check fantasy? Dan, do you <laughs> do you like do you like look at the app and make roster adjustments before Thursday night football, or do you just? Forget you have the app. I, I, I think people that still have Aaron Rodgers and their fantasy quarterback one are the ones that take medical advice from Joe Rogan. <laughs> Literally, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, he's got a new tattoo now. He's you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's on psychedelics. You know, yeah. You cannot take Aaron Rodgers. It's his I, – I don't want him to get rid of him. You probably can't get rid of him for anything. Uh, no. Maybe a, I mean, again, he's got name recognition, so maybe you're playing with someone that's fairly new to fantasy football. You know, like, you, hey, I know his commercials, or hey, <laughs> he was on that Joe Rogan podcast. If you have that one aunt or grandma that like you really don't like, the crazy one on Thanksgiving, <laughs> she would they would love that. Go ahead and trade Aaron Rodgers to her. Maybe she might take it, but I gotta go. Aaron, A Rod here. I'm right there with you. Aaron Rodgers is my sell. He's quarterback 21 through four games. You know, Green Bay has shifted their offensive philosophy completely to the run game. They're running through Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and that wide receiving core is so young and unproven, and it's struggled as of late, too. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers is my sell. But let's talk about the tight end position because we all know tight ends are like, unless you get an elite one, you're kind of, you're kind of done for. Exactly. At least in that spot. Exactly. But... The top, the the, the drop off between the top three tight ends, and the rest. It's big. It's about four points per game. Yeah, which is absolutely insane. So the top three tight ends: Travis Kelsey with nineteen and a half points per game, Mark Andrews at seventeen points per game, and T.J. Hawkinson at sixteen points per game. Mm -hmm. If you do not have any of those three guys, that tight end position is just thrown away for you now mind you that's really good points for a tight end though. absolutely insane if your tight end gets you double digits that's considered a massive so win. so what would four and what are four and five giving you matt four and five are giving you 12.2 and 12.1 and that's zach Ertz and tyler higby gerald everett came out of nowhere this year too mm -hmm. at tight end six with 12 point just 12 points flat but the biggest uh, you know disappointments to me are Kyle Pitts at tight end 18, averaging 6.2 points per game. Mm -hmm. I knew people taking him in the second, third round. Yeah. And Darren Waller, too, tight end 12, not even double digits, 9.9 .9 points per game. David Njoku is higher than Waller and Kyle Pitts yeah. at 10.4 points per game. Yeah, I, you know, I did know some people that said don't draft Kyle Pitts. Did I? Did I say that? 
I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Did Maybe I did. That? Did you say that? Did I say that? I don't know if I said no, that. No, I literally don't know. Did you say that? I, I, I've said it at some point. I don't know if I said it on our <laughs> podcast, though. But uh, when I said that, I didn't think he'd be as low as he was. No. I it, just meant, hey, guys. he'd at least be average. Like, he'd, he'd at least yeah. have a touchdown. Yeah, hey, Kyle Pitts is not your Travis Scott, Mark Andrews, so don't draft Travis Kelsey. Travis, Travis Kelsey. Travis Scott is a rapper. <laughs> Yeah, you Travis Kelsey. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh <laughs> you're he's not he's not them. So don't draft him there. But I didn't expect him to be where he's at. So that's pretty shocking to me, man. Oh yeah. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> Travis shocking. Travis Scott's the greatest <laughs> tight end in football right now. Whoever has Travis Kelsey no it's Sorry, whoever has Kyle Pitts in our league, please change your name to Astro World. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a WZIP inside joke, please. Yeah. But yeah, tight yeah. ends, they're rough and they're always rough. Yeah, well, we actually got a blessing in fantasy football mm-hmm. when Travis Kelsey came. When yeah. Travis Kelsey came, we were like, "Wow, tight end look can at how score. many points he tight can, can do a thing." And so, and he, he he honestly changed the game. Not saying that he was the first guy to be a scoring tight end, mm-hmm. a wide receiver tight end, because he's not. Yeah, but he was the guy that the offense worked it around him. Yeah, it wasn't like, "Oh, no one else is open, but my wide receiver tight end is. I'm going to give him the ball." Right. No, it's like they literally want to get Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. the ball. Oh, yeah. So yeah. now that we have a couple more guys, your Mark Andrews and your your TJs, which I expect him to be top five, but he's really outshining how good I thought he was going oh, to be. Oh, yeah. I, again, we no one predicted Detroit to just be the greatest offense ever assembled. No, yeah. But they are. Yeah. So these tight ends, it's every year. You yep. either get a good one or you get an average one like everyone else. And then you get Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Yeah, biggest. Yeah, that was a disaster. But anyway, speaking of Kyle Pitts, let's get into our draft busts of the fantasy season and our draft steals. They don't have to be our guys specifically, mm-hmm. but you know, this is our first episode in the season. Probably the only time we can look back on draft day with at least a little bit of recollection of it still. Yep. So, would you like to give me your biggest draft bust first or your biggest draft steals first? I'll give you a steal first. All right. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Oh, I, yeah. I think Saquon fell in so many leagues. Didn't he go, like, third round in our league or fourth round? I think he went earlier in our leagues, but I was, okay. I was in leagues where he went fifth or sixth, Matt. And round. Well, yeah. He's running back one right now. Wow. He's the, he's the best. Yeah. And so I think he's he's a huge steal if you got him. And Leonard Fournette, guys, I told you Uncle Lenny's good. And <laughs> he, uh, he really fell in a lot of drafts. I'm not saying he's the RB1, but he – he could be your RB1 oh, if you have some a, really good wide receivers. He had a great game against Tampa last week. I mean, he's, like, right off, like, he's hovering around top 10. I think he's a point, 1.2 points back from being in that top 10 range. So, Leonard Fournette's still very yeah. much a viable option. So, I, I like Uncle Lenny as a steal as well. There you go. All right, my steals of this draft are Christian Kirk. 100%. And T. Higgins. Yep. Both of these guys. Great picks, Matt. Third, third fourth round or later. And there are two top 12 wide receivers. T. Higgins at 12, Christian Kirk inside the top 10. Like, if you got one, if not both of these guys, you are sitting pretty in your league right now, and I bet you're in your, you're, you're in your top two, yep. at least in your conference. So, Two good running backs, two good wide receivers. Good on you guys for getting Christian Kirk and T. Higgins. So. Yeah, congrats C- to couldn't have, Christian no, Kirk couldn't have, it, Honestly, it was not me in any of these. I didn't see it for any of those guys. So Yeah. No, that's impressive. Yeah. You want me to get into my bust? Oh, yeah. I don't even know who I want to say number one. Ezekiel Elliott. I'll say Zeke mm. Elliott because a lot of people were still really high on Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Guys, I told you my conspiracy, and it literally came <laughs> true. 
I, it's uh, it's not a good thing when Car- the cons- would like like just refresh the listeners of your conspiracy theory. I said Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play good in the first couple weeks, and that Dallas starts to move on from him. In short, yeah, what is happening? That that exact thing. That's literally that what's happening. Thing. So you know, listen to Alex Henry's draft book here because yes, some of it is right, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> that is that should be the that should be the headline for all fantasy podcasts. Listen to our podcast, Colin. Some of it is right. Right. Well, it's a conspiracy hey, theory, look, Matt. If we somehow get thrown out of WZIP, do you want to start a fantasy podcast called Some of This Is Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do yes. it. All right. But uh, I talked about Najee earlier. What a bust. That Najee Harris. Number guy. one overall in the WZIP. Number one overall. That's an accurate education. And yeah, I love some other names. There, Matt. I don't want to steal them from you. If you don't right. say them, I'll go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I only, I only got one guy. So if you want to, I got Cam Akers. What a bust! I mean, dude is like, what is he? He does he play football still? Yeah, week, he on one, the team week still? one he had that dud where he had zero points. Yeah, that was hysterical because I was in well, one of I'm in seven leagues, so one of them, my good friend Christian was playing him, and he was in a really tight matchup, and he needed like eight points to win on Monday night, and he's like, oh, I got this for sure. Nope. You know, he has like a he, he couldn't watch the first half of the game and he just starts panic texting our group chat. Like, did he tear his ACL? What happened? Did he get lost on the way to the game? <laughs> like, and he lost. Yeah. And so yeah, we, we didn't let him live that down. But yeah, Cam Akers, really disappointing. And uh, that other guy, if mm-hmm. you he's actually a running back in the NFL. His name is Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, I've heard about him. <laughs> he plays football. I guess, if that's what you want to say. but He's man, on the team. <laughs> oh, man. What a bust. Now, I will say this, Jonathan Taylor holders, if you're still out there and you're still listening. I, I'm one of them in one of my seven leagues. I'm in last place in that one, but I have him. Last year, first few weeks of the season, he did not play good either. Like yeah, He also didn't have a bad ankle the first four weeks of last season. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to say that he's a complete bust bust yet. Right. But... So far, in going into week five, bust. Fair enough. So I have one, probably the biggest fantasy bust, that I, I will take pride in seeing coming just because I have just a gripe against his quarterback. DJ Moore mm. of the Carolina Panthers. That's a great pick. Preseason rankings, he was ranked wide receiver 12. You, you want to take a guess where he's at currently? 25th. Wide receiver fifty one. Wow. Do you want to take it? You want to take a guess at his points per game average? Nine. Eight point nine eight. Oh my! There goodness. you go. Yeah, it doesn't help when your uh, quarterback has a QBR of fifteen point eight and is ranked thirty third. And there's thirty two <laughs> starters. He's ranked thirty third in a quarterback efficiency in QBR in the NFL. Who's that quarterback? Oh, good old Baker Mayfield. And then wow, he Logan, plays football. Right, and I need to give a shout out to Logan Conger of Logan. I know I kind of jabbed your Jamar Chase pick earlier. Logan told me when I drafted Christian McCaffrey, he's like, Matt, you never draft a player that is dependent on Baker Mayfield mm. to get your guy the football. I agree. And he was right. Logan Congrove, you are 100% right on that. Yeah. 100% right. I think that's a great pick, Matt, because a lot of people were really high on Moore. Except Browns fans. <laughs> <laughs> Browns fans knew what was coming. Yeah. It's just, guys, he didn't want to play with him. 
No, this no. is the guy who publicly came out and but said that was that Robbie he... Anderson. That oh, was that was Ro- Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Anderson like, mistake. Like, he's like, no. Sorry, this is the guy that in his own home with his wife and kids said, "I gotta play with Baker Mayfield." How do I know that? Cause I kn- guys, I don't live under a rock. I know he said these things. He probably texted Odell. Yeah, his dad's probably teaching him like clip art right now, or just like how to edit a video. No, right, but yeah, it is pretty. Um, it's pretty upsetting with him because I I like him as a player, but he's been great. DJ or Baker? DJ, DJ, okay, okay. DJ. I like Baker as a. Person. Anal- he's gonna be a great analyst. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, DJ Moore. Yeah, <laughs> DJ. I like him as a player a lot, but. I think his time is done. Not, I'm not gonna blame it all on Baker, but that's like Baker's like 80 percent of it. The other 20 percent is he's at that point in his career where I think he's yeah, he got his money. Yep, he got his money, so <laughs> yeah. he's fine. Yeah, so that's a great steal, Matt, or a great bust. Yeah. Well, Alex, that concludes the first midseason edition of SPT Overtime Fantasy Football. Thank you for being a part of this. I had a really good time. I, I, had, a good, I, had, I had a great time. I hope you did too. This is a very. Uh, this might be the funniest episode of sports. We had some. We had time. some laughs on this. You know, we both came into this. We were kind of <laughs> lethargic and everything. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty amped up now. No, so. I am too. Like we said, just the right things to where we can play it on. We kept. We teetered the line from PG to PG 13 perfectly. Perfectly. We were like and like a tightrope. We really gave good breakdowns on fantasy football i hope the viewers think so i think so well yeah i'm one of them (laughs) me too we got got we got two positive (laughs) ratings right there yeah but no matt i uh, i appreciate you having me on for this and i look forward to playing you this week yes make sure you follow our twitter page at wzip sports see the updates yes at, um, Tuesday morning after the uh, Fantasy League goes final, we will have the updated standings and the results of Alex and I's matchup. That we will. But, yeah, thank you all for listening. We couldn't do this without all of you guys. Again, this was your SPT Overtime Fantasy Football midseason episode number two. We will try to have one of these, another one of these out probably sometime first couple weeks of November for your halfway mark and hopefully do one once every month. We'll do a special one for the Fantasy Playoffs. But... Until then, guys, I'm Matt Pamuka, and I was joined by Alex Henry. Thank you all again. Make sure you listen to more SPTOT. Listen to us every Sunday, 88.1, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., or on the Radio FX app.